welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Just with Melody, your Western podcast for fun, taste, and entertainment. I have two amazing, amazing people with me, and they are very special to me. And yes, we're wearing the same outfit because I mean, we're triplets. That's just the whole explanation, end of story. But the truth is, we just finished the choir administration, it was glorious, and we're like, you know what, let's do this, right? And I have with me Shalom, and this is Stephanie. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining me here. I mean, we had to just work out the time. The time wasn't working, but we worked it out. <laughs> All right, so today we are going to talk about another episode on workplace culture, and that is friendship in the place of work. Now, I know some persons are always like, can they actually be friends? Be friendship in the place of work? Can people actually be friends, or you just have to know that whoa, friendship is different, work is different. After work, we continue friendship, but when we're at work, we don't do friendships. I know some persons also have because of bad. Um, bad experiences, they could decide that I don't want to have friends in the place of work. But all of these things we're going to thrash here today because I have two amazing people who will be sharing their opinions, their ideas, everything as regards to this topic. So I am going to start with Stephanie. Stephanie, is it possible to be friends with someone, to, to rather to be friends with your colleague in the place of work? Thank you very much, Melody. So, yes, I believe it's possible to be friends with someone in your place of work. I believe, yeah, it's possible to be friends with someone in your place of work. I believe that a lot of people usually describe what friendship means or what friendship is. So, one of the things I believe uh, makes up a friendship is um, the interest that binds you all together. So, for example, you have childhood friends. And the reason you're friends is because of your upbringing or your childhood. That's why that was the interest, or that's the interest between the both of you. So you go to school and then you have classmates that turn friends. But what at the moment was finding you guys was school. So that's why you find it like you find it very common that people after they've left school, most of their friends and school in quotes, they are distant and far away from their friends because at the moment. The, the thing binding them or the thing in common with the both of them was school. So in the workplace too, you can have friendships because friendship is all about work, like I said, the interest. So the interest there or what is binding both of you there is like the workplace. But then the definition of the friendship is now where the problem is. A lot of people confuse acquaintances with friends. Like your acquaintance are just people you know. And first of all, you have to understand that first of all, your, 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 the people at the workplace are your colleagues first. So when you have a deeper, um, something deeper than just work connecting you guys, then you cannot build on that and begin to call it friendship. But if it's just work, oh, email, and we have to meet a target, if that's just the only thing connecting you, I believe you cannot define that as friendship. You rather define that as colleagues or a work relationship or acquaintances. But then when you now take it a step further to build on that, then you now have something other than work connecting you guys. Then you cannot actually call that friendship, and that does happen in like the workplace. It's, it's, it's common, and it happens in the workplace. Thank you, Shalom. Let me know. Do you think friendship is possible in the place of work? Thank you. So I think so. Not I think so. I know so. It's possible to build friendship in the workplace. Okay. It's possible. So personally, I feel like building friendship 
at your place of work. It has to do with the individual, okay? the individual, getting to know the individual, and you don't have to be like you don't have to be friends with everybody at your workplace. There are some persons that you just see them and you guys connect. You understand? And through that connection, from there, you guys are able to build that friendship. But there are some persons that you don't just seem to connect with them. I've had experiences from my places of work and um, I know of people that I just meet and then we connect. Even while we are far away from each other, it feels like we're close because we have built that friendship and there's this connection that brought us together. So I feel it's possible at your place of work and also set, setting boundaries for yourself to at your place of work is actually, it's actually nice because I believe that when I'm in a place, what I do is I observe. I don't just, I don't just try to make friends with everybody. I'm not even the type of person who comes to a place and wants to talk, except I, except I become close to you. That's only when you see me. I know you can relate to that when you came to the choir first. So I was always very quiet, not because I didn't know how to talk, but I'd say because I didn't really have friends, people that would call my friends. So I was just always on my own. So when you connect with people, you can build that friendship over time. So I feel friendship is possible. And also creating your boundaries is also necessary as well at your place of work, very, very necessary. Especially with people that you do not connect with. Like she, she defined friendship and acquaintances. So I feel like you should just understand that and from there you can build your friendship. Okay, thank you very much. You know, having this click thing, you know, having clicks, I mean, in the choir now, they said we are clicks like this. If you don't see one person, they will ask the other person, where is this person? Where is this person? They're always asking us. So, also, in the place of work, do you think having clicks is something that is healthy because we see various situations where um, like uh, these people, these people, these people, and they are all working in the same place and sometimes it breeds this, I don't know, it doesn't, it does not allow a free flow yeah. in the workplace. So does having click in the place of work, is this something that is healthy or something that should just totally avoid, especially when you are a new person? To be very honest, it's, 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 it's easy to condemn it when you're outside Yes. But when you're inside the circle, you see every good and every benefit in the group or within the group of friends. So um, if you're coming in and you see this, it's, you're like, ah, I don't belong here. You're already telling yourself and you know, putting yourself back. And the likelihood for you to even socialize or even try to you know, approach anybody to you know, try to build a friendship with them is very, very low. So from the person, from the newcomer, it's, it's, it's not healthy because they are kind of already scared and they already have this like pre-notion that, oh, these people are their own people. So if I go into them, it's like I'm the intruder into them. So for the um, outsider, it's, it's not very healthy. But for the insider, to be very honest, there are benefits and there are sort of advantages. I mean, everything has their benefits and disadvantages. I mean, because being in a group or being with a, or having a clique of friends in the office or a clique of people that you know are in the office, it means that you have someone that can you know always defend you, someone that is also accountable for you, and someone that is always you know there to keep you on your toes. So, for example, um, you can't tell your boss maybe 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 you step out of your office to do something, and then the reason to your boss might not be a really valid reason for you to leave the office, for example. But you can come up to your friend in your group 
oh, I'm living for this social reason. So, but when a question is asked, oh, where is this person? Your friend knows how to defend you. They will not exactly say that, but they know how to ask, oh, that oh. They just know how to, they are just there to defend you. Like, they will not purposely see something that is going wrong or that is going, that's supposed to go wrong on your behalf and just keep quiet. So, like, having that there is like what, um, that's like one of the very great benefits of like having things and groups. So, you know that. But then the, the disadvantage is that um, when someone does something, they assume that it's everybody involved. So, for example, um, something goes wrong, and then just because of how close you guys are, or because you guys are always together, or because you guys have formed this group, they just have this notion that okay, once one, one for all, one for one. So, one person is wrong, everybody too is wrong. So, like, that's the disadvantage. But if you look at the benefits um, and weigh it with the disadvantages, I mean, be able to see it and be able to make decisions for yourself. <laughs> but personally, um, I believe that if you look at well, before choosing things and groups, I think that like she rightly said, you should look at the individuals you are going into these things with. Like you should know, like okay, your values align. Your and most of the things that you have in common they align. So like you know that like, okay, I'm going into this group, we are this clique of friends, and we have a common interests that align value wise, moral wise, or faith wise, everything wise. So you know and you, you know your confidence you get in your people friends. Yeah, thank you, Madam. Thank you. Shalom. Um let me give this scenario. Like you are in a place of work and there's somebody who wants to be friends friends with you. I mean this person actually is beyond um we have a work meeting there's an email for you to do. So this person, you know that this person is actually coming close and this person is intending to be friends with you. We know our adults these days, we don't really say, I want to be friends with you. We just feel that, ah, me and this person connect, so we don't be friends, you know? So, and you already feel it that, but you, for whatever reasons you to you, you do not want to be friends with this person. How do you communicate to this person? Do you directly tell the person that, guy, relax, day or day, now what now with you? I think this question is a personal thing for me because I actually I actually have that experience okay. of someone who is trying to come close to me, but I don't want to come close to the person because I've actually observed this person and I've seen that the person is just like the opposite of me. The person is always so just the opposite of me. So I just don't want to. I don't want to. There's something I see in her that I don't want to see in myself. There are some things that I hear I say, some kind of I just don't want to I just don't want to be like that because it matters the company that you keep sure. Definitely the company you keep will influence you. So I try as much as possible. So what do I do? I um what I did was I just body language. I didn't directly because I cannot directly tell her that. Some persons can but me I can't. I cannot directly tell her that because I don't want to be friends with so I just told, I just, um, sometimes when she's having some kind of conversations that I know that these things, I don't want to hear them. I'm not supposed to be hearing these kind of things. I just find a way of excusing myself. And when she tries to talk to me, I just try to distract myself with one thing or the other. And, you know, try to give her the message, the picture of the fact that I don't want to be friends with you. I don't want to be close to you. You understand? I really don't know if she got it, but... I know I did that for a while and she I didn't really get any she she was still talking to me. She was still doing all that thing, but me, I was just giving her space. I tried as much as possible to give her space because I noticed that you know I tried to pull out, 
she still comes. So I just, what I did was, I just gave her space, enough space, but she left my space. <laughs> so I don't give her enough space. Because some people, they will never feel, no matter how you see, it, the fact that you are running, they will Someone like me, I'm very observant. I'm very observant. If, I, if I'm in a place, what I do is I observe. So if you are giving me that, um, you're giving me this kind of attitude, I'll just be like, okay, I'll take my time to try to understand this person. See that this person, at this point, this person is not in the right state of mind. Then if I probably react to you, this is the normal way I, I will react to you. And you give me that same attitude, I just be like, you know, this person wants me to give him or her space. So I'm very good at observing and giving space. So I do that. But for some person, they are not stepping well with in this situation. And to be very honest, uh, I believe it depends on the like there are some people that I need to be told to be I don't want to be your friend or I don't want to understand people, I don't understand the relationship. Yeah. So for example, you're coming from the um, instance of you know the girlfriend wanting to be your friend. But if you are coming from the instance of one maybe old man, married man or something, <laughs> you need to tell them straight up because some of them don't even get the language. Mm -hmm. When you try to you know do it in body language and try to make excuses every time, some of them you actually have to tell them straight. Sorry, I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. Or I don't see us, you know, having a relationship outside work. Yes, some people would eventually, you know, take a recall and then, you know, want to now um, have an, want on what you said to have an effect on your work and then yes, somehow yeah. giving the attitude. But to be very honest, they can only do it but for a while because when everything that you need to do is done on your end and it's just on that person, and you always escalate to like the person in a higher position. Oh, I have done this and I have done that. That the time they would actually get the message and they would bounce back. I feel like they are not really be as close in the office again, but they would have gotten the message. And I mean, that's your point. Another thing I also like is that whenever you want to, uh, you know, whenever you want to uh, do this kind of things, I believe that you don't even engage them, you want to give them an allowance. So there's this person I have at work, right? Um, there's this thing that this person told me to help them with just once, and I was like, okay, it's just for me to just once and since that once <laughs> it has become something that it's now like she the person assumes that it's now my duty every time so i believe that sometimes you have to like you know deny them even that once because once you open it <laughs> you are in for it guys <laughs> you are in for it like i know sometimes it's easy to like you know want to care for somebody oh you're not feeling so well to this that's the kind of person i am but if I know that I don't want a relationship with you, I'm not even going to do that. I see you, I know you're not feeling well. I wouldn't say anything. I would just walk. Because the moment I tell you that, you pick on his ass, this person cares for me, all this person discusses. So just giving that room of allowance once, you're already giving them signal. So I believe that, like she said, that boundary of not even giving an opening at all is very, very essential for people that you don't feel like you want to build a friendship with or build a relationship with. Yes, that's what I also do. Okay, um, Shalom, you mentioned boundaries. How do you create boundaries that will not affect you and your colleagues, especially those people that you know that you have to work with all the time? Okay. Funny thing is, the questions they are asking me are kind of like personal questions because okay. I've had the experience of this this place I worked, and there was this guy who was my 
he was not my boss, but he was the one I was reporting to. But he he was talking about a relationship with me, but then I told him I'm not interested. So he wanted to start making it difficult for me. But then I told myself, okay, how do I do this? Because I have to report to him. Whether I like it or not, I have to report to him. So what I did is I tried as much as possible to not be disrespectful to him. I respected him. I did all the even though I was getting harsh treatment from him, I tried as much as possible. And then I told him, I, I remember I told him bluntly, and the, the moment he started becoming harsh to me is when I told him that see, me, I can't do this with you. I'm not interested. I'm here for work. I don't want to have anything. And besides, even if, if even if I want to do something like relationship, like I've spelled out the things I want and I don't even see them in you. Do you understand? So I'm not even interested. Let me just tell you now straight and blunt. So instead making it kind of difficult for me. But I try as much as possible to be to be respectful. In as much as for every work I do, he always finds a fault in me. Do you understand? There's always a fault. There's always a fault in everything I do. Even when I'm trying to do my best. So, but then I still I still do my work. I still do all the reports and everything that I have to do to make sure that. But I told him plainly to create that boundary. Just give the person the, the respect that the person deserves. Even though the person acts as though he doesn't, he or she doesn't deserve that respect. So just give the person their respect. And I didn't be a junior colleague. I've had an um, experience of a, um, not a junior colleague. I got she got that from me, but we were like in the same pace. So, but for some reason she was giving me attitude, which I didn't know why. For me, I didn't bother to act. So I was just doing my work, and I was always nice to her, despite anything. Always very nice to her, and I just give her respect. Even when she tells me, Come and do this, come and do this, which I'm not supposed to even do. You understand? I just smile and then I do it just to create that healthy working relationship because I didn't want any, um, I didn't want us to have any quarrel or any other thing, even though I knew that okay, this girl is beefing me, but I just didn't want to accommodate it. I feel like just giving them the respect they deserve. And then that can create boundaries for you. Just give them the respect they deserve and disconnecting yourself from them. Anything that has to do with personal stuff, disconnect yourself. Then just focus on the work while you're there. For me, that's that girl is lucky. She's lucky. I'm going to break bottle in her head. I'm going to I'm going to scatter it. Okay, Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie, what would you do in this situation? How would you create boundaries in this place? Um, so the thing about boundaries is a lot of people, the people are very different. So for example, someone can be really quiet, but then because they're just quiet, people just think they can write and then they can write. Mm -hmm. So if you're that kind of person that's quiet, and because of that, people not to use that, I believe what you can do to create the boundaries is to move mm -hmm. yes, It's not going to be very easy because I mean, by nature, but when they now, because if it's because of that quietness that people will want to respect your boundaries, they believe you should be broke up. 
Then there are some people that when you just tell them something and they want to return it and they want to have an unprecedented work, I believe that having things in documentation is really good. So what do I mean? Um, for example, they want to always jeopardize your work. So sometimes they will tell you to do something by mouth. Okay? And you're not actually supposed to do the thing, or maybe you're supposed to do it, but it's not like they'll just try to say it by mouth and then maybe something goes wrong. And you say this person told me and they're like, because they just want to be mean to you, they're like, so what I usually do in that case is I usually have I really make sure that everything you see or you do is documented so that if something is supposed to happen because of I did my job or you want to just jeopardize it, right? It's always documented. So that way you always like have to go back and like because you cannot go back on your word or go back on your values because of that person. And you cannot also let your work to suffer. So in that case, you are kind of in tight box, but just always make sure that it's always documented so that in case that person thinks like, you know, this is going to happen if you don't do this thing and you have it documented, you can always refer back to it. Like you always have something to fall back on without one. And I also believe that you need to also be speaking to people. <laughs> to be very honest, no, no, no. For example, now there was um, a period there I had a really tough time with this colleague and so, I had to speak to someone else in a higher position you know, to assist me there because like sometimes it can actually get that bad that you actually have to bring someone in to settle it. So like sometimes I believe that you should actually speak up to someone to assist you to help you or to you know give you that authority that you need to sharp maintain your maintain your stand, right? And still like you know, talk to that person to like, you know, behave this is what work is what work should not suffer for this thing and like I said before don't indulge them in anything at all like maybe you've done it once and then because of that they now feel like okay this is not a boundary for this person this person just likes it I still feel like you should still find a way to you tell them off again and still enforce it and still don't give them room because that gives them thing it seems it's something that seems very easy but like people will always 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 you know, do the same thing again if you never tell them. Some people, you said something about but some people will never still get it. So sometimes you actually always have to like, you know, say it again. So I believe like still enforcing it and then having people to that also enforce it on your behalf. So like, let everybody know, let you be known for this thing. I started doing something, I said, when you're going to a place of, when you're going to a new place or any place of work, I said, enforce your standards. Let people know what is right by you, or let people know what, not, let people know what is right by you. So anything that is not, you know, consistent with what should be enforced at the beginning, they won't even dare bring it near to you. There's some people that, okay, at the beginning, there was a time that we had a kind of party, and there's some people asked, Do you drink? Do you drink? There are some people that told themselves, I don't drink. So, in another time, there's a party, they don't even bring drinks to these people because, like, from the onset, they've already established that this is the kind of person I am. I don't take drinks, so you don't bring it to me. So, I believe at the beginning, it's very important to set your boundaries at the beginning. But, like, I'm not talking about other measures you can take. That's what I discussed at the beginning. If you maybe didn't say it at the beginning, or you're not quite, you know, you know, knowledgeable about how things run and all that. And then she says something about respecting you. Like, in my company, we are the first thing business. Everybody's got their first thing. So, there's some people that might want to ride on that. So, what I try to do is, like, I notice that, no, this thing is, you know, progressing like the way I don't want it to do. I will switch back. I will get There's nothing I'm calling me this. There's nothing I'm calling me this. I'll put it back. Is it first name basis that is making us do this? Revert back to the normal way, like you guys might have a normal way. Maybe it's what I've used to try before, and then because of that, that person feels like they are pushing us. Switch back to the formal way. I'm pushed up. I'm still doing the same thing, right? I think you are doing like, I'm just saying you are still thinking. I'm the blocking 
in my personal status because I don't want you to, you know, have that effect that we are close. No, we are not. We are just colleagues and we should remain that way. Like, so there are these kind of things that you can try to switch up so that you know that, okay, I'm establishing these boundaries. Maybe we used to go to the same restaurant or maybe we used to eat in the cafeteria at the same time. Switch it up. You go first, I'll go next. So I'll go earlier than you and go. Like, these things help you to enforce these boundaries. Like, the very subtle things that you think maybe they are not necessary, mm-hmm. eventually they will be coming from the receipt. I mean, like, these are the things that you can establish and enforce like boundaries in place. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. For me, see, once I get you as a new person, I don't, don't really know me. Depending on the place or how we met, if it's a work relationship, immediately I say, well, I'm going to be working with my status. And the reason why, normally I don't usually do it before, but because of previous experiences I've had, I mean, somebody that just work relationship. All of a sudden, and this one is even a client, so it's not even a colleague, it's a client. Like, wow, you look so beautiful. Wow, your picture is nice. What I don't know. Some of course someone will say the person is just complimenting you, but after a while, you start chatting me or um 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 9 p.m. is not something related to work. How are you doing? How was work today? Have you eaten? From there to be how, how, for what? And then you're like, yeah, are you free this weekend? Because once you start allowing them, once you start responding to them, gradually, gradually, and it's not because it's not even somebody that I even want to maybe become further with as a friend or something. But when you're bringing that, as well, I stop it immediately. So that's why, if it's anything work relationship, I make sure. Maybe I say your name. I'm entering WhatsApp. Okay, I'm going to block them. Someone said there's no need to do that, but because it is, if it, if it was, if it was a business. If it was a business, right? If it was a business line, right? There will be nothing that I will be posting there. I won't post anything on my on my on the WhatsApp on the business and WhatsApp stuff. Status to be seen anything, but because because it's a personal one, and you are seeing my personal stuff there, they all just feel that okay, we are now friends. We are now good together. Ah, I like this girl. I I stop it. So that was our status. For those of you who have not thought that, <laughs> I actually agree with you because I know I know that um, I agree with what um, Stephanie said about first time, and, and I think that is one thing that I really need to learn because sometimes I don't want to hurt people's feelings, and mm-hmm. I'm very considerate. You understand? So I just tend to take some things, but when when you see it progressing, you just wish that from the initial stage you had. Just told them, yeah. you understand? So I actually agree with them because at some point I, I know that I had to go and start getting numbers because I didn't like what I was seeing, you understand? So I had to go and start. You can even mute their status. So yeah, me, I don't just stress myself. Mute I just need your number straight. So that's just it. Okay, finally, let's talk about dating in the world. Most companies have policies that. There should be no dating. Are there any reasons why? Because I know some people will still date eventually. People that don't have strong hair. Because what if the place of work is where God Almighty have decided that you are going to see the love of your life, right? I don't know. Is, is there a particular reason? Do you think there's a particular reason why companies say no dating? Yes, there's a particular reason. Although yes. I am not 100% sure of the reason, let me just put that on Okay. <laughs> but um, the reason is because of. Um, for you that is in love, in quotes, or that for you that wants to date someone in your place of work, you're only thinking about how you guys make me feel at the moment, you guys interest at the moment. But the company is looking at it in long term. Okay, these people are dating now. 
as they are dating, what is gonna do? It's gonna move fast. Everybody's gonna do it because you know I need to be first, you know. But what happens if you guys eventually don't end up together, or what happens if there's like something happens, something really bad smells your relationship? Then now it has an adverse effect from the world. Mm. So that's why they are really strongly against that because of they know that for the moment, what will be going over smoothly. But later, if anything happens, mm-hmm. now it's going <laughs> So they are like, no, we want to be on the safe side. Please don't just, don't just engage in relationship. It also happens even in some, some, not everybody, even some, you know, um, organizations, some, sorry, excuse me, some religious institutions in, in churches, they will tell departments, don't ban the dates inside this department. Why? Because they know that okay, for the department to move forward, these people that are leaders are supposed to work in harmony and you know, have a good relationship. It doesn't have to be friendship, but they have to have a good relationship. But then the moment you know, start to broke up because someone was talking to start this one, this one, that one, that one, that one, then everything comes in. Like, when the leader is saying so this one is going to the opposite direction, like you, you will just be, you know, like this. And can two work together and say they are doing no. <laughs> so that is one of the reasons that you need. They say that, but does not mean that that is how I don't support it. Does not mean that successful relationship does not happen. I mean, we've had a lot of people that stayed in the workplace and they got married eventually. Yeah. And that's like a boost for the company because my wife is there, but my wife wants to suffer. My husband is there, but my husband wants to suffer. So they are looking out for each other. So, that are no other sense. I see they are raising us. <laughs> exactly. What, what is your take on dating in the workplace? Well, like she said, it has its own advantage and disadvantage. I don't really have much to transfer because she basically said so it has its own advantage and its own disadvantage. It depends on the individual. Is it long term or short term? So I feel like that's what organizations say depends on the individual. For me, it's just because most of the places I've had to work, I've never seen any brother that cast my eye. If I do see the brother that cast my eye, I'm gonna go for him. I'm I'm gonna tell my boss. <laughs> but anyway, thank you guys so much for doing this with me. Thank you for coming here, Stephanie. Thank you so much. And thank you, Shalom, for being here. This once again is this with Melody Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you share this link with everybody. Make sure you also let everyone know that Workplace Culture Season 8 is still live and running. And we will see you. I will see you again. I will see you next week with another guest. Until then. Bye. Bye.